Hello humans, fellow humans, still the 30th, uh, pushing on noon, long morning, uh, I took forever to get the blood out of me, it just does not like leaving me, but all good now, uh, for another couple of months anyway, so, um, okay, so, uh, I don't know what the, well, I have some hints, um, as just from the looking at uh, the way things are uh, evolving language-wise as to why certain things might occur, right? So uh, I'm aware of, oh, like uh, uh, people's profiles online in terms of, um, you know, how popular they are with particular audiences and this sort of thing, right? I know some of these metrics. And, and I'm cognizant of um, a lot of the personalities, although I don't necessarily follow them per se, right? I'm just aware of them through the... Uh, aspects of uh, researching all of this kind of stuff in my uh, time analysis business. Anyway, so uh, the point being that that I'm aware of why it has happened, and it is coincident with um, uh, my talking to JC and Joe last night. But I knew it was going to happen anyway, whether I talked to them or not, right? And what it what it is, what I'm talking about is I've gotten uh, several invitations in the last 24 hours. Um, to go and chat with, online with people, right? To go and interview with people. And these people are outside of the woo world, all right? So I think they're in the woo world. I think of them that way. Uh, so one of them is a, I don't know if we'll end up doing it, so I won't mention his name, but one of them is a um, uh, now extremely famous uh, doctor who's um, uh, fighting the, you know, the COVID scam uh, globally. So, and you know, and he wants to talk to me. So I, I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not opposed to it, but a lot of these will be canceled because, uh, you know, they maybe get recommended to talk to me, right? By one of their staff or something. And they don't really know that I'm, you know, uh, woo 24 by seven, you know, uh, this is the woo zone all day, <laughs> all night. <laughs> don't touch that dial. Anyway, so, so I'm going to give them a chance to back out um, because, you know, I mean, quite factually, it's a, it's a use of their time. Time is a very precious resource to me and I, and I really appreciate and uh, the preciousness of it to others, even if they may not. And so I don't want these guys to waste their time if I'm not going to be able to provide anything to their audiences. And they probably need to know in advance that no matter what kind of a question you're going to ask me, it's going to, my answer is going to start or, or end with some woo. So, you know, they may not, may not really want that. Anyway, so we'll see. But so there may be some... Um, uh, upcoming interviews uh, that are outside of my usual comfort zone of the woo crowd, right? Uh, but we'll see. Because uh, like I say, you know, I, I respect these people, so I'm going to tell them, you know, uh, yo, dude, are you sure? <laughs> Do you know who you're really talking to, or are you just listening to your staff? <laughs> anyway, um, We'll see how it works out. It'd be great to talk to these guys. They've got an interesting perspective. You know, they, uh, the invitations that I received, coincidentally, since uh, talking to um, JC and Joe last night, are three people that are truly uh, global personalities. Uh, so, you know, this is pretty cool for me. Um, you know, taking it up a notch, <laughs> right? Anyway, so we'll see. Uh, it, it 
you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to be disappointed if they choose to, to demur, you know, uh, because, uh, of the, because of my answers, not my reputation. I don't think any of these guys give a shit about that. Uh, you know, these are rock solid kind of people. Um, but you know, they, they need to be told in advance, you know, we're going to, we're going to get into some, some, uh, real wooey areas. But anyway, though, so speaking of woo, uh, boy, it's hot as hell here. We've had, um, this part of my problem given the blood too. It was hot last night. House never got below 73. Uh, so I was dehydrated when I woke up and, um, you know, you got to have a certain amount of uh, plasma in order to get the stuff to flow out of you. And I apparently had, had, had not had enough, um, hydration on the way in, even though I've been sucking the water down. So now I'm alternating big swallows of uh, cold water <laughs> with small swallows of hot coffee. The caffeine, um, you know, even though it increases your blood pressure, it does so in a very good way for someone who's given uh, blood because it, it tightens the uh, venous structure. Uh, so so A, it aids in, in um, uh, healing the stab wounds you've got. I got four of the buggers because um, the veins are rolling and I was dehydrated. But also it uh, provides a certain amount of um, uh, tension in the little microfascia that covers all of the venous structure. And that's very good for maintaining an even adequate pressure as you do things. Anyway, so now to the woo. So uh, as I was saying to JC and Joe last night, uh, this would be on um, Jean-Claude's um, Beyond Mystic channel on Rumble, and and uh, I think he's got one on BitChute too, but for sure on Rumble, right? And so if you wanted to go and see it, you can see it there. Um, and you could just, you know, uh, hunt on Beyond Mystic on YouTube even and get the early part and get a link to the Rumble. So it shouldn't be a problem finding if you want to listen to the thing. We talked a long time. One of the things, though, I'm going to bring back up is the... The, temp the, the temporality of uh, people in relation to events. So I live through all of the events like everybody else, but uh, un very unzen-like, I'm not living in the moment mostly relative to events because I've got research and stuff that allows me to get a hint of these events several years before their manifestation. So my temporality framework is a little bit different than most people. And um, given that, um, I'm just going to natter on a moment about my current uh, uh, bit of research relative to the data and so on. And that is uh, focusing on the moon. Now, within the data that I had had, if, if we were to understand it, uh, okay, so uh, the censorship, the control of the language, all this kind of stuff really shut me down. I'm teasing things out uh, with claws and teeth and pulling to get the, uh, an understanding to emerge uh, that is, uh, it can get to a point where we can analyze it and get some, some value out of it. It has, it is worth the effort. I've been able to get some forecasts out that are um, accurate and, and valid ahead of time to give you a chance to prepare, that kind of thing, right? So uh, I'm looking at the data sets and I'm seeing a huge rise in uh, language referencing 
military, um, U.S., uh, military on U.S. soil, all of this kind of stuff, right? And so you examine it, you go through it, it, it's, it is, um, in the main, it is not, uh, so all of the military activity sets that are showing up now in the, in the data, uh, in the main, so maybe 85 plus percent of all of these references are not, uh, uh within sets that are primarily geopolitical. So, in, so I know we're not looking at a war. I know we're not looking at, you know, Chinese troops invading the U.S. That, that the, the military activity that will, will soon be um, uh, emerging as well as dominating for a while uh, the social discourse in uh, globally, but also, but for sure in the U.S., uh, that is not associated with, like, Chinese invasion. It's all in the Wu sets, right? When I dig into it, it appears that, okay, so, how do I want to say this? So I'm sort of projecting into this because the data is so far out that it's unreliable. Within the fact that it's, that it's unreliable, there is a large, large uh, mass of data that's appearing way out uh, around uh, the Wu subjects. And it's about two years out, maybe a little less than that. We're in the developing sets of it now. So it's happening now, but it's not going to be um, in the at the top of the public discussion for another couple of years. So we're going to have to go through a, like a building um, uh, period where the uh, all the blocks are put into place that will ultimately reveal themselves uh, to be a structure two years down the road. And we're going to be living through this building block phase. And the building block phase has lots to do with the military, such that, that the, the impression that is uh, uh, received from looking at the data is that like two years out, you know, year and a half to two years, somewhere in there, because it's, it's over 19 months, but how much over is anybody's guess? Uh, because after that, uh, temporality or, or temporal markers fade very rapidly and they are extremely unreliable. However, we have a, a data set that is extremely large. It has a very tightly focused, um, there's actually three data sets that are involved and all three of them have a very um, cohesive and compatible central core in each of the sets that are all, all within the Wu sets and are all focused on some differing aspect of the Wu that will be emerging into our public reality over this, as I say, you know, over the next 19 months, we're going to go through this building phase and then it'll emerge at some point after that. And then we'll have to deal with it uh, in our face kind of thing for some unknown period of time, which I could not even project at this stage. Uh, but the data sets would, the data coming in would seem to indicate that over these next 19 months, we will uh, evolve um, a, a we will manifest a very different world. And in that manifestation, we will find far more countries um, two years out that are uh, effectively being run uh, by military than exist right now. So it would not surprise me to see that most of the countries in various large regions were dominated by a military presence. And I'm not talking about juntas or something like that, although those will show up, right? Uh, military having to take over from corrupt civilian populations. Uh, and But um, 
part of all of this is that there is a larger driving force to this that is hidden and is unknown and so far is basically being unspoken. And so people here in um, uh, Earthers uh, will see the uh, military moves and stuff and for the most part, 99% uh, of the people, all the normies, are going to put this down to basically uh, local uh, geopolitics, right? Local shit to Earth. And I believe that that while that is true, while there's going to be a lot of local politics and all kinds of crap going on and, and this sort of thing. Okay, what kind of shit's going on here? Sorry, guys, road hazards. Okay, he's getting off. All right. Um, anyway, so uh, uh, while that is true, right, while there's going to be all kinds of geopolitical stuff going on, in my uh, presentation of it here, I'm going to say that those are simply useful things that the military can be doing in preparation for whatever it is that's going to be tying them all together two years out such that we have a, I want to say, more or less uh, united um, humanity, uh, conceptually anyway, uh, facing a lunar threat, okay? And so about two and a half years out or so, it'll be so solid that uh, it will be a um, point of discussion uh, in all different kinds of languages, but it's going to have its own language at that time. And so this is part of my problems, because we're, there's new kinds of language showing up in the data that I don't have an effective context for, and I'm just, just um, using skill and acumen, but to a certain extent guessing as to what could cause language to um, emerge and change to these meanings that are showing up uh, now, right? And so I'm having to make some projection. So I could be way off on all of this, but a couple of things I'm not way off on, and that is the moon is, is occupied. People live on the moon, right? The moon is inhabited. Uh, not human people necessarily, but, uh, you know, uh, beings. <laughs> so critters, guys up there doing shit, right? Driving trucks and crap. So I don't know if they're human-like or what the deal is. have no, uh, no information about that, but the moon is inhabited. Now, so, so that, is, that is quite factual. This is provable beyond any doubt. Now, uh, beyond that, there's other aspects of this, and that this other thing that is also uh, factual is that there has been a recent, within the last year, visible escalation of activity of a very large nature uh, on the moon. So there's, you're, you're always able to see shit changing on the surface of the moon, where if it was, uh, you know, dead and lifeless, that should not happen. Uh, so we know it's not dead and lifeless, and shit changes on the moon. I'm talking about roads being cut, and bridges being built, and structures being put up and taken down. Um, so, so there's all this kind of stuff going on. Um, this activity level, as I say, has been uh, escalating over the last year and in the last uh, six months or so has taken a noticeable uh, jump upward. Now, uh, one of the things that's showing up here is that there's a very tight connection between the data sets that are showing up relative to the, to the lunar guys and military down here in the US, or down here on Earth. And so we also, within the data sets, have a, an increasingly large uh, or, or a growing data set that seems 
to be working towards some kind of a uh, a common I, I, I got to be very careful about language okay because I don't want to give the wrong impression but it would appear that that uh, there is going to be um, more military activity as I've said you know uh, military taking over wonky ass countries all over the place and dealing with corruption and so on but but there's also this other underlying theme in this in that all these all the military activity that will be visible is going to be accompanied by um, a slightly visible increased um, level of contact and cooperation between militaries uh, to some extent some of the militaries even that should be uh, at odds with each other okay so it's not going to surprise me to see high level military to, to slowly learn that there's high level military delegations from uh, you know uh, China Russia and India that are talking to uh, US military right uh, that that would not be surprising to me at all uh, however just as an aside it would be surprising to me to see that uh, the Brits were involved now the reason I say that is because the data and facts would seem to suggest that the British military is 100% in the service of the Khazarian Mafia and in essence has been totally taken over by them. Now this could be wrong, uh, my impression could be wrong that way, but nonetheless that's the impression that the data come, is giving. That while there's this generalized move towards a, a common military stance in, against something that's going to emerge in the future, that uh, common military stance will be deliberately working around some militaries that are going to be isolated. So it's painting a very complex picture here uh, of what may be emerging um, into our reality in the future. And not very distant future, because bear in mind, it's going to take a couple of years for all this military action to uh, take place. And uh, that will... Um, itself it'll occupy us right we'll we'll have all this shit to look at and talk about you know and oh look they arrested so and so and this kind of thing right so there's all of that uh, as i say though there's this underlying um hint in the data that there's things going on in back channels uh, that are not visible to the civvy world to the civilian norming world and that they won't be visible um and that this is done quite deliberately because they're they're anticipating using that visibility in their uh, planning uh, to create um, you know, like motivation windows, right? Uh, so um, the the idea of a motivation window is that uh, people really aren't motivated to do stuff, but if you were to, uh, you know, suddenly have a, a turn on all the air raid sirens in, in your town and everything like that, and then have military uh, drive around and, and uh, you know, in trucks and say, quick, quick, hop in, quick, quick, we got to get the fuck out of here. So that, that would be a motivational exercise. It would provide them with a um, uh, psychological reinforcement uh, to acquiesce to the uh, request to get into the truck. Uh, so we're going to have to go through a lot of engineering that way because the militaries are going to be dealing with uh, a lot of normies that have been deliberately dumbed down for uh, well over a century. So our, our school system in the 1890s, go look what it taught. Go look at the curricula in um, American school system in the 1890s and see how many schools in the East Coast you could get out at the sixth grade and already have had calculus and algebra, 
all right? So these people were not fucking around. They were educating people, unlike our school system today, which is uh, captured by the Kazarian Mafia and wants everybody to be uh, dumb fuckers so that they can be herded around by the, the Mafia, right? Anyway, so um, we're going to form this military consensus kind of a thing. We'll see it, especially the Wu people, uh, we'll see it um, emerge and develop uh, like I say, it'll it'll take about two years to, to start doing it. Uh, I expect that we'll see some level of hyper-novelty relating to the military um, uh, past our hyper-novelty breakout period, which I'm pegging at April 3rd of next year for a bunch of reasons that I just don't have time to go into at this stage. Um, in any event, though, so next year, if you if you look closely, you should be able to see uh, signs that there's stuff going on um, visibly because you looked and, and were intending to notice, you're going to see signs that will be in, able to be interpreted, just like I'm telling you now, uh, will emerge relative to uh, the military in a generalized consensus. Uh, this is a, um, what I want to say, this is a, a, a predictable part of the whole process of all this shit though, right? Hey, there he is. Just got to see if a sheriff is going to try and pull me over or not. Anyway, um, so um, so from from this, uh, all right. So we're getting getting into a period of increasing chaos as we move towards this hyper novelty uh, threshold. It's only a threshold for visibility, right? So we're going to cross some kind of a visibility barrier or a hyper-novelty barrier, and then all of a sudden, hyper-novelty in various different forms of language uh, will become a subject in discussion in the, in the public forum. The, the public discourse will have to deal with the, the actual rate of change accelerating, and it's the rate of change itself that is accelerating that is um, prompting much of this. Anyway, though, so um, two years out, um, I'm under the impression that at this point, and that can change, you know, there's two, two damn years out there, lots gonna change, lots gonna mature. But I'm under the impression that two years out, humanity is gonna be like um, face to face with, a, with the other in the form of a non-human species um, that, that is gonna be basically insisting on interacting with us, all right? And so I don't know any of the circumstances, data this far out is just always so sketchy. It provides you just these little hints and, and not enough detail to make um, your mind shut down. It's questioning, right? It's just going to keep going on this. You know, what's their motivation? Why do they contact us? Is it a threatening stance? Um, you know, how do we react? Uh, all of these different kinds of things. And we'll see this in a couple of years. Um, obviously, I mean, it's stupid to even say it, but obviously, an open contact uh, with with um, space aliens is is uh, humanity changing. Now, we can dispute that there's been contact already, and that there's continuing, ongoing contact, and we could even dispute that that there's some evidence to suggest that there's ongoing contact in the form of uh, near human uh, aliens living among us. 
or disguised aliens living among us, right? So we could uh, we could argue all of this. There seems to be a lot of evidence to suggest, and and this is in the Wu. Now, mainly in the Wu, things are indeterminate. It's not like Normie Land, where you have someone as an authority figure saying, you know, two plus two equals five. Now, this is frequently the way it is in Normie Land, where the the authority figures tell you something that is not factually true, but it becomes inculcated into your paradigm and through what, what I'm calling a narradigm, where it is a narrative that controls your operational paradigm of the reality, and that narrative is being fed by the Xerian Mafia. Now, they are attempting to do this to maintain control because control is slipping from their fingers, right? Uh, you watch this every day in what you read about uh, Biden, Obama, blah, 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 all of these fuckers, right? It's all coming out. And so visibility is not good for criminals. But we're coming into a period of time where visibility can no longer be controlled uh, by the old forms of uh, the censorship and so on that the Kazarian Mafia has been using for these last few thousand years doesn't work in the Bronze Age. It would hold through the Kali Yuga, and it barely held 325 years into the uh, Dwapara Yuga, into the Bronze Age. Uh, so it was, it's been failing these 325 years, and it's uh, the failure rate is, is uh, speeding up as the change rate itself is speeding up. And this is going to be a really difficult time uh, for normie mind, okay, because they're used to a uh, a rigid structure, a, uh, a basically a very uh, enclosing, to some degree comforting, but certainly controlling um, narradigm being wrapped around them. They just do not think outside of the bounds of the narradigm because they've been inculcated and told all their lives that such thinking is woo-woo and it's, it's no good and so on and so on, right? And so they've always um, avoided any of the areas where there's ambiguity and this kind of thing, preferring the idea of um, uh, the distorted view of the scientific method that the uh, Khazarians present and basing all of our reality on that. Well, all this is changing. Okay, so we're going to have to undo history, we're going to have to re-examine science, we're going to have to go back and promote a lot of people in science and demote a lot of others that were put there uh, by the Kazarian Mafia in order to sell a particular part of their narradigm. And so all of this shit, so we'll change a lot of stuff uh, that has happened in the, the last 325 years. We will we'll create new heroes out of people in the past that have been sorely abused by the process and the Kazarian Mafia, etc., etc., and we will re, we'll re-elevate them, we We'll recapture them, move them into uh, our mainstream, and then we'll we'll um, uh, demote. We'll fire a bunch of fuckers. So Einstein's going right. His his Einsteinian um, uh, smush a bunch of grit together until you finally get enough that it becomes conscious. Approach to reality is going to go, and so we're going to get back to looking at Buckminster Fuller and. Um, uh, you know, uh, Tesla, the, the man, not the car, and their thoughts on all of this. We're going back in order to go forward. It's going to be a very interesting 25, next 25 years, and the, there's going to be a threshold that you will find um, palpable. It will enter into your reality in a solid form or solid enough that you will think you can, you know, I can actually touch this. There's, there's been a manifest change here and that, that this itself, this new change, um, is not only visible, but it is, um, uh, you know, is substantive. 
And so it will be changing, um, uh, continue to change things. And so, uh, we're, as I say, we're entering into a very interesting period of time. It's going to be super energetic, um, much more so than we might, uh, than we've had in the last 325 years. Uh, that's why I'm calling it a hyper novelty threshold. Um, I can make some projections uh, about how you will experience it, but basically it's going to be uh, uh, felt in the sense that when you wake up one morning and run through your mind, okay, what day it is and so on and so on, uh, and then get up and go on out and look at the world, especially on the internet, you're going to find that so much has changed in the last 24 hours that you've got to like recalibrate all of your understanding of things. It would be as significant as waking up one morning and finding out that everybody says uh, gravity doesn't exist and all of us stick to the earth um, because of our earlobes or something, some weird thing, right? I'm not saying anything. I'm just using this as a outlandish illustration that, you know, one day you wake up and there's no longer gravity. It's not that you're, you're not sticking to the earth anymore, but it's the, in that 24 hours, we've redefined the whole fucking paradigm that describes how we think about uh, being stuck to the earth. So uh, that's the nature of it. Now that, that of course ripples off and is going to affect all different other kinds of things because the, um, you know, because gravity is, is important crap, uh, and it's used everywhere. So, uh, so each and every one of these will cause its own set of ripples, which will magnify, um, and such that you'll wake up the next day and you got to go through it all over again, that your whole science and everything has been upended. And this will just go on and on and on until, uh, you understand it is actually a part of your life now. This is just the way the world operates. And so then you will, at that point, you will have acceded, you will have accepted um, the new form of novelty uh, that's going to be expressing itself here in our reality. Uh, let me see. Okay, so I'm back now and i got to do chores. Um, anyway, as I say, so... I will put, if, if I go ahead and, and I talk to any of these, um, uh, these guys that have contacted me, uh, you know, cause I got to give them a chance to back out. Right. It's only fair. Um, I mean, I've dealt with these guys, they've got staff. So some of their staff guys are young people and, you know, maybe one of them smoked too much pot and listened to me and, <laughs> and JC and Joe and thought, damn, you know, I got to get my, my boss here to talk to this dude. Uh, you know, but of course he was really stoned at the time. So anyway, so I got to give these guys a chance to, to back out. But if we, um, actually end up going and doing the conversations and so on, I'll put them on my, uh, on my Twitter. Uh, Twitter is doing shadow banning on me. It's taking 15 hours for some of my, um, or they're calling it throttling. Uh, it's taking 15 hours for some of my tweets to actually hit, uh, your timelines. Uh, so, and, and that's increasing. It, it, didn't used to be that long. Uh, now it's, it's, everything is being gone through this, uh, long hour long filter kind of process. So I'm becoming really reluctant to even deal with Twitter, but I will put out notices there and on true social as to, um, any interviews I do with these guys, which ought to be fairly interesting. Okay. Uh, I gotta go carry stuff guys. Um, so I'm gonna shut up now. Talk to you later.